You're listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. It's Letitia. How are you? I am doing well. You know how sometimes when you ask people how they're doing and they say, well, I I can't complain. And I just be like, right, because I don't nobody want to hear this shit no way. The truth of the matter is, most times when you complain, if you are a complainer, complaining is probably just what you do on a regular basis. So we all know people that it's like always raining on their side of the street. And you you naturally will tend to just be like, I got shit going on on my own. Like, I, I'm just not about to, to deal with this. So I hope y'all are doing well. And if there is a complaint, I would invite you to say, what is it that I can do to change this before you just move into a place of, there's a difference in sometimes needing to share, needing to think through things, needing to invite people in, you know, while you vent. But if you are just chronically complaining, you have no interest in solving the the problem. I hate to be the one to tell you this. You have no interest in solving whatever your problem is. The people you complain to know that you have no interest in solving the problem. And quite honestly, they're sick of you and they're going to start avoiding you instead of just telling you the truth in most instances. So I'm going to tell you for them. Stop complaining because most people don't want to hear your complaints if you're not focused on a solution because people have things going on in their own lives. What is actually called the psychological term is it's called emotional dumping. It's actually a form of abuse. When you just call people and you want to dump all your shit on them and then you feel better and now they're carrying the shit that you done dumped on them. At least if you have a complaint, Ask people if they have the capacity, if they have the space to listen to you before you just do it. And then also before you go to do it, ask yourself, is this a cycle? Is this me revisiting the same problem that I really don't plan to do anything differently with? If so, then save people time and irritation and aggravation from listening to it. Because trust me, they have their own things happening. And a lot of people... I'm just telling y'all the real. A lot of people who are really, really great listeners, they have their own things going on, but they work to try and solve their own problems. So you think that they don't have things going on because they're not complaining to you. That's what you think. That's why they always say, check on your strong friends because they're like the pillars and they're absorbing everybody else's shit. And a lot of strong people, they either have a need to be needed or they don't know how to hold boundaries with people. And so they get overwhelmed with other people's things. And then they begin to crumble under the pressure of it all. I am one of those strong people. I'm not about to crumble under the pressure of somebody else's shit. So before I allow that to happen, guess what? I'm going to have a boundary up there. I don't have the space to hear this, or I'll need to talk to you later about that because I'm just not about to allow you to emotionally dump on me. Okay? So, just, just just, take that as a lesson. And you know, my former pastor used to always say, stop complaining about what it is that you permit. Are you permitting something to exist in your life? If you are permitting it, then just be okay with the fact that you are allowing it and stop complaining about it, okay? 
All right, and we can move along to something else. So I was thinking, you know, I'm quickly approaching 50, right? So that's, what is that, like a half a century? And so while a lot of people feel like that is really old, I don't feel like that's old. I was recently with my cousins um, because one of my cousins, she actually, three of us were born in the same year. We all turned 50 this year. So I was with my cousins and... We haven't really hung out together in probably about maybe three or four years. But one of the things that I noticed is they were having this conversation going back and forth about their various ailments. And I have low blood pressure because of grandma, and I have this, and I have that. And they just had this 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 conversation. It, to me, I'm just like, well, damn, who's the sickest? And then I just realized, I was like, first of all, I, I know I'm the baby of the group, but what I'm not about to do is bond with y'all over ailments, bond with y'all over, oh, I can't get down that low, my knees. I'm just like, y'all some old-ass ladies. I'm not that. 50 is not old. 50 is not old, right? Like, I'm like, we have people who live, it's a miracle now when you see people like, oh, they live to 102 or they live to 90. So let's just say your lifespan is going to be 90 years old. If you old at 50, what the hell you going to do for the next 40 years? Like, listen, I think old is a state of mind and... It's, it's not from the standpoint of like, oh, I'm trying to be young. I, I just don't have that old person energy like that. I still have a youthful energy and a girlish charm. So y'all can have that, right? But one of the things that I realized while I was with my cousins is that I love them the same. But I feel like my mindset has shifted so much since we were spending time together that I feel like I need to reintroduce myself. Have you ever had that that happen where you haven't seen somebody in a very long time and they still think they know you because they're relating to the you that existed the last time y'all hung out? Well, I was just sitting there listening. I was like, I just virtually almost have nothing in common with my cousins, aside from the fact that we're related. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. Y'all know I always say, when you grow, you outgrow. And what I realize is that just the the mindsets, the way that they think, their approaches, I've just outgrown that. I don't know if, if we were ever really on the same page, but now we're, we're just definitely not. Again, that doesn't mean higher, better, less, more. It just simply means different. And I think that a lot of us are afraid to acknowledge our own growth because of the fallout. And I always tell you that when you do grow, there will be, in fact, fallout. And I'm going to remind y'all of what my coach told me is that when you hold on to relationships and situations and things in spite of your growth, you are really... What he said is really a codependent excuse for non-growth. You don't want to hurt people. You don't want people to think bad of you. What it is is you really don't want to be uncomfortable. And so you're going to suffer in a relationship and in a situation that really people say let go of what no longer serves you. It doesn't serve them either. We just holding on. We just hanging on to this shell of a relationship and there's no real authenticity in it because you've become somebody different, right? And I find myself in that situation um, quite frequently 
But as I approach 50, 50, significant, 50, the number 50 signifies freedom and jubilee, right? So freedom is a value of mine, right? So I just find it to be symbolic and prophetic that as I approach 50, I'm like, listen, if free was a person, if freedom was a person, you're going to see my picture by it because I'm going to be untethered and unbothered and I'm going to be free from a lot of the stuff that has had me just like bound up and held up because of my fear of how other people would respond or how other people would receive me or how other people would react, right? Like I'm I'm just going to be free from that. And so relationships that... I don't want to say relationships that don't serve me. That sounds really transactional. Relationships where there is no real shared vision or no real purpose, I just am not going to prioritize those relationships. It doesn't mean that I'm going to necessarily leave all of the relationships, let go of those relationships that no longer serve you. Because I also learned that you can leave, if you will, something or someone without abandoning them. And so I think in our trauma, a lot of times we quote unquote, let go of something and we let go of people and we abandon people and we just drop people. I can remember my daughter, this was this was in my process of healing. My daughter told me before she was speaking about men, but I can see it in relationships with women where she was like, ma, you treat men like objects because relationships just were not a priority to me in that way. And when I had moved on and I outgrew it, it was like, okay, gotta go, not my fault. And so now I've learned a more gracious way to deal with growth and to deal with the fallout of growth. Does it mean that people still are not disappointed? It does not, right? It does not mean that. People don't like change. As human beings, we just don't like change. And so when something changes, even if it needs to, a lot of times we just have a reaction to something changes because it, it, it reminds us that we're not in control. Well, guess what? We're not in control of other people anyway. As much as we love certainty, there is no certainty that just because you you said to your husband, till death do you part, that that won't be a physical death, but that there will be a death that comes to that relationship prior to your physical death. We do things because we want certainty and we want security. But the truth of the matter is people change. People if people didn't change, there wouldn't be divorces, right? The person that I thought was my forever person has become, I'm not going to speak this over myself, the people that thought that they had somebody that was their forever person now is an arch enemy. Or now it's just like we have irreconcilable differences because I've grown into another version of myself. And so as much as we would like things to always remain the same, they don't. They just don't remain the same. So, Women, we're always apologizing for something. Women, we are the sorriest people ever. Like literally, we're always, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. And so I was so sorry for growing. Here I am called to growth, committed to growth, and sorry for growing. What sense does that make? God called me to grow. God called me as a person who is committed to growth. We all have our callings. Growth, freedom is one of my values. 
Growth is another one. I'm committed to growth. You will never, ever, ever find me not growing. You will not. But here I was, apologetic about the growth, apologetic about the impact that my growth had on the lives of other people. That is not my fault. That is not my responsibility. How I handle it and how I show up and how I communicate it, that I can take responsibility for. But it was happening so fast and at such a rapid pace that I didn't even have the words to articulate what was happening. What do you do then? It's just not always smooth sailing, right? Now I can look back and in retrospect say, oh, this is what was happening. I outgrew this or outgrew this person or I outgrew this situation. And now I have the language for it. But when it was happening, I didn't. Now I get it. So when people come into my life, right, I have some amazing people in my life. I don't have the the mindset that says these people are here to stay forever because I know that things and situations change. I don't look at my clients and be like, oh, they're going to be my forever clients. If they were my forever clients, I would really be concerned. It means that we probably really, at some point you're going to plateau, right? At some point things change. The coach that I am for you, you need another coach. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so we resist growth. We resist the natural growth that needs to happen and we want things to remain the way that they were. And so sometimes when people tell you, I know you, don't get offended. People have a desire for the comfort that comes from the person that you used to be. Don't get offended because people refuse to accept or acknowledge who you are now because it serves as a reminder that things have changed, that you have changed, and perhaps they have not. I used to get offended like, you don't know me, you knew me. And I let me put you in your place. No, I'm not giving energy to that. You, you think you know me? Great. I don't need to prove to you that I'm not the same person. I don't need to disprove anything that you think about me. That's not my responsibility. My only responsibility is to continue evolving and growing and being who it is that I actually am. Not who I was or who you think I was. That That's fine, right? I'm telling y'all, people will have you fucked up in a real way. People, people's opinions, people's expectations, people's reactions, people's responses, they will have you so far off your path because you're trying to accommodate and navigate and overcompensate because of dealing with people, because of people's expectations, because you don't want to disappoint people and let people down because you're not who they thought or you no longer are who they expect you to be. And I'm telling you, you will drain yourself. You will be disconnected from yourself. You will be miserable. And everybody else, because a lot of us have parasitic relationships where people are feasting off of who they need us to be, not but they need us to be this person for them, right? And so a lot of us, we have real living parasites in our lives. And the only reason why they exist is because of what they can feed off of from us. And so you're a host to grown-ass parasites. And because you don't want to deal with the discomfort of shifting the relationship and disappointing people, you're allowing grown people to steal from you, to eat your energy, to eat your time, to eat your attention, to eat your resources. You shouldn't me? Absolutely not. I've been in parasitic relationships. And you know, parasites can kill you. 
Like, like they, they, they will have you devoid of energy and of anything that you need to live. And so I don't even know what, what got me talking about these relationships because there, there wasn't one in particular, but we're so afraid to grow. Let me let you in on a little secret. You know those big goals that you have? Those big desires that you have? All those big things that you say you want to do? They are going to require you to grow. Because if you don't grow into the person that you need to become for those things to materialize in your life or for you to maintain those things in your life, you're going to have a problem. And so a lot of it is not what we're accomplishing, but more of who it is that we're becoming. And so those goals, those dreams, those desires, they are going to require your growth. And by default, it is going to be disruptive in your relationships. Sorry, not sorry. Stop apologizing for being willing to grow when other people are not. It ain't your fault. Everybody has the same opportunity to choose growth. If you're not growing, you are dying. I don't like dead things around me, okay? So I need to be in environments where there's growth. I need to talk to people who have the mindsets of growth. And if I don't, it feels like death and decay to me. Not literal, maybe intellectual, maybe emotional, maybe spiritual. I cannot I will not, I should say, be in those environments. I'm going to make the decisions that foster growth for me because I recognize that you too have a choice. I'm not condemning you for not choosing growth, but don't condemn me for choosing growth. You understand? And so a lot of times we are so triggered because people have chosen to move forward in their life. And instead of looking and saying, wow, that person has chosen a path of growth, I'm inspired by that. Instead, you get irritated and you get triggered because the bond that you had with them in the place where they were no longer exists. Your anger is simply indicative of your own discomfort. You're angry because somebody has grown and moved along in life without you, and you're still in the same place. You know that saying, misery loves company, right? That's that kind of a thing. You want me to still be right here together. That's why so many people may start off in a place together. Okay, let me let me go back to this. Y'all ever seen them shows like... Um, the, the drug shows, I can't think of the, the doggone name of the show. I used to watch this show every single week. It was My 600-Pound Life, and it was the uh, addiction show. I can't even think of it. They were so in love when the person was on drugs or when the person was 600 pounds, right? Then when the person goes to rehab and they choose a different life or the person goes and they get the weight loss surgery and now they're living healthily, what happens? The relationships fall apart. Why? Because one person has grown into a different version of themselves and the other person is having a reaction because now, you know what? You won't need me in the same way. Correct. Now, you know what? I don't need you to go get my food. I can get up and get healthy food. Now there's not this codependent excuse for non-growth that I spoke about earlier. So just know that when you choose to grow, this is just what happens. But don't not choose growth because of people. Because guess what will happen? 
new people will come into your life. New relationships will form. New relationships will form that meet you at the level of where you are right now. Like, instead of shying away from that, let's move towards that. I'm thankful for new relationships. There are some relationships in my life where I'm like, wow, I have so much growing to do because I feel like in these relationships, I'm in the first grade with a bunch of eighth graders. And I'm excited about that because I have so much growth to do. But because I have a growth mindset, it's good, right? I don't want to be in the relationships where it just feels like, okay, we're just talking about the same shit all the time, recycling the same problems over and over. Nobody is ever really making any progress. I cannot, let me tell y'all something. The one thing that I cannot do in my life is complacency. Now, I can be still I can have times where, you know, things are are just not really moving as much. But if I ever feel as if I am stuck or stagnant, that is probably one of the worst spaces for me to be in. I will shut down everything and cut off anything and everybody because I am a person who grows. And so if it feels like I'm not growing, then in my mind, I'm dying. I don't believe that I'm just standing still. If I'm stuck, that's death, right? So complacency in my relationships is just not something that that works for me. And I have tolerated complacency in my relationships. And remember, I said I don't have to let go of the relationship, but I can put the relationship in a category that means it is just not a priority. And some of us, you know, y'all ride or die people, uh-uh, I'm riding. I, I, I have died one time too many in relationships with people that just were not for my good or for theirs either because they were probably dysfunctional and toxic. I'm, I'm going to choose the ride option. I'm not dying. Y'all ride or die, loyal to the end. Y'all, y'all can keep that because a lot of behind that is a fear. Fear to let go, fear to invite somebody in. You know, a lot of us have a fear of starting over. We're scared to start new relationships, friendships, romantic relationships. We're scared to start over. And so we will just stick with what it is that we have, even if what it is is killing us. That's the die part. No, no, no. You're going to find me on the ride part. Do you know how many times I have started over? Do you know how many times I have walked away from good relationships? When I say walked away in my immaturity, yeah, I literally walked away. But now that, you know, I'm more mature, I'm not walking away. I'm just moving differently in those relationships. But do you know how many times I have walked away from relationships or moved, shifted relationships that I was just like, uh-uh, this, this is just not, this, this is just not growing? Do you know how many times I have done that? Had I not done that, I wouldn't be where I was right now. Had I not done that, I would still be stuck in some places and in some spaces and real comfortable with people who would encourage me to remain right there. Do you not understand that your growth is a threat to people who bank on you to remain the same? Do you understand? Listen, you you want to know what relationships are going to be threatened by your growth? Start growing. Start letting your growth be seen. 
Start letting your growth show. You know, you used to depend on this person all the time. You used to go to this person with all of your problems. Start keeping some of that to yourself. Start praying through your problems. Start thinking through solutions to your problems before you reach out to that person. Watch their relationship shift because they've grown accustomed to their need to be needed by you, right? Just, I'm saying, start moving differently in your relationships and start exhibiting that growth and you will see who feels threatened, right? Because the relationships, the best relationships for you are going to applaud and encourage your growth. I want you to grow. Listen, one of my clients told me a few months back that they think that they had gone as far as they could go with me. And you know what? My little heart, my little heart was hurt. But my heart wasn't hurt because of that. My heart was hurt because I really love them and I love them as people. I'm not losing them as people. The relationship has gone as far as it can go. We cannot grow together anymore. And guess what? You know what I told them? I agree. And I really did agree. I actually believed probably a few months beforehand that that was the case. I agreed with it, right? My heart was just so accustomed to the relationship. The relationship just shifted, though, because we are growing in different directions. Do you understand? No. So there's a different. I'm not threatened by their growth because I, too, have grown in a different direction. So I can applaud whatever decisions they feel like they need to make for themselves because I, too, have grown in a different direction. This is what I'm saying. Your, your growth is only a threat for people who probably don't mean you the most good, who probably don't really have your best interest at heart unless it serves them. Does that make sense? Some of y'all are afraid to test it because you know that your growth is going to really mean the loss of some relationships. It's going to mean the loss of your best friend. It's going to mean the loss of your marriage. It's going to mean the loss of the relationship as you know it. And because you're afraid to make changes, you're just going to keep things the same. It's not always the other people. A lot of times it's us. We're afraid of the fallout of our own growth. I was there. I was keeping my growth a secret. I was growing AF and I was keeping it a secret. I'm saying growing left and right everywhere you could turn and then trying to be this version that people were accustomed to me doing, driving myself crazy. Absolutely not. I, now I'm bursting at the seams with growth, okay? And I don't give a damn. Because there is, when you move from a place of scarcity, you're going to move from a place of being afraid. When you understand from an abundant standpoint, that there is always more. I don't always get this perfect, right? That there is always more. You can relinquish your attachments to people and situations in the way that they are right now. And you can allow them to, to morph into whatever it is or whatever they need to be right now. Does, does that make sense? We want to hold on to things the way that it's always been. And I think we do such a disservice to ourselves and to other people. But Letitia 5.0 is loading. Y'all getting another version of me. And hell, it might be 5.0.2. Listen, I'm going to grow and evolve and give you as many versions as I just morph into because I'm somebody that's committed to growth. And the best gift, guys, as I wrap this up, 
that you could ever give to your partners, your husbands, your spouses, anybody is actually your growth, even if it means that how you guys are currently existing in relationship changes. That's the best gift that you could give to anybody. It really, really is. Don't be afraid to grow. Don't be afraid of the fallout because you are gifting yourself the best version of you. And when you grow and gift yourself the best version of you, that is actually what you are going to put out into the world. And what, I mean, what what better way to make your mark on the world than by continuing to grow and show up as better versions of you, okay? So all that to say, I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day.